Welcome to the Make the Future podcast. I'm your host, Jacques Beauvais, Dean of the Faculty of Engineering at the University of Ottawa. Join me as I connect with our alumni, students, industry partners, and researchers to explore the future of technology and innovation and how, through creativity and collaboration, we can make our own future. They say the future is coming, but that's not true. The future is already here. And it's relentless. It's not going to wait for you to catch up. How will we live in this future? How will we make sense of it? To define our course, we need a new perspective. One that engages our curiosity, that activates our imagination, one that defies the conventional. To own the future, we need to do more than just see it. We need to make it. Welcome to today's podcast. We'll be introducing you to the University of Ottawa's brand new Maker Launch program. In this episode, we'll be covering a few different aspects of the program to offer you a general outlook. You'll have the opportunity to listen to some of the Maker Launch founding partners talk about their perspective on entrepreneurship and hear the pitches from the first Maker Launch cohort. We'll also talk with the Maker Launch teams to understand their entrepreneurship experience so far and to get more details about the nuts and bolts of the program with Media Sheikh Hassan, the manager of Maker Launch. On May 2nd, we introduce our very first Maker Launch cohort as part of our brand new startup growth program for makers. It provides University of Ottawa students and recent alumni tech entrepreneurs with the support necessary to fast track commercialization of technologies and launch new tech startups. It's designed to propel startups to success by surrounding them with the team, the facilities and the tool they need to launch and to scale. The Maker Launch program was built in close collaboration with a team of Faculty of Engineering alumni who are tech sector veterans, investors, and leaders. And thanks to tremendous philanthropic support from a dedicated team of our Faculty of Engineering alumni, we gathered $1.5 million in donor funding for the program. This is a significant injection of funding to support fast-growing UOttawa tech startups led by our students and our recent alumni. The young companies selected for the program will have access to up to $50,000 via the Maker Launch Startup Grant, earned by attaining specific milestone during the nine-month program. The alumni donors who have supported this program will be known as the Maker Launch founding partners, and we're extremely grateful for their support. The founding partners are Jean-Michel Lemieux, CTO at Shopify, Simon Neme, an entrepreneur and investor who founded Protus. Sunny Madra, the VP of the Ford X Incubator at the Ford Motor Company. Agil Agil, a Toronto-based serial entrepreneur and business investor. Raoul Singh, the Executive Mobility Director at Ford Motor Company. Richard Labbé, a longtime supporter of our entrepreneurial programs, investor and philanthropist. Yves Tremblay, a tech sector veteran, entrepreneur and investor. We also established a corporate partnership with Brian Raful Intellectual Property Law that will ensure that our startups receive advice and strategic direction as they grow their technology companies. All in all, this will be a significant undertaking for the Maker Launch program teams that we hope will both challenge them and help them reach new heights. 
Now let's begin with the short panel discussion that I had with the founding partners of Maker Launch. So first of all, thank you very much for joining us on stage here. Thank you for being here today and thank you for your support, which is super important to us. So I would start with you, Jean-Michel. What are, what do you see in Ottawa's biggest or unique advantages in the startup scene? How can Maker Launch help contribute to the regional entrepreneurship ecosystem? Uh, well, I think one of the reasons why I was really excited about Maker Launch is um, I think Canada and the world's really excited about ideas. Um, but ideas are cheap and often execution from strategy. And I saw Maker Launch as really a way of like um, making sure that it kind of gets into the DNA. And a lot of research shows that um, universities in Canada are actually really good with patents. There's a lot of patents and there's a lot of really great ideas. But it's a very different skill set to take those ideas and actually get customers. So I think if anything, what Ottawa needs is more people who get into the habit of what it's like to get, you know, to, to take ideas and actually, you know, the word commercialize really just get some people who like like what you're doing and are willing to pay it and, and, and use it. So I think we need um, maybe the adrenaline rush that happens when you get that, um, and the the cross-functional skills you need because. Um, often, I, at least for me, like what I learned in university was 20% of what I needed to build a business. Um, and I think that's what I, I really like the, the program around Maker Launch kind of had that at, at its foundation. That's where we got some really good people. So, um, no idea if I answered your exact question, but I think that's, if we have people who've done that in Ottawa and Canada, I think it's, it's just going to be a lot of upside. Thank you very much. Simon, from your perspective, why does Ottawa? The reason I ask this question is you referred to it, a lot of universities are talking about entrepreneurship. So why does Ottawa and the world need more entrepreneurs than we have now? Uh, thank you, Jacques. Uh, well, the benefits of entrepreneurs are tremendous to economy and society. Entrepreneurs tend to uh, uh, seek problems or opportunities and develop solutions for them. Um, and the benefits out of that is, um, is employment, uh, wealth in general, or sometimes, but even, even, even if, if they don't generate wealth, even their failure will help us better understand the problem and figure out a different way of solving it. But also their, their passion, uh, their drive uh, is uh, is addictive in general. Working around entrepreneurs, I, I feel that, or being an entrepreneur myself, you feel you develop a culture of people taking initiatives and driving towards their goals. Um, so the hope is is uh, to have more 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 people driving towards their goals, believing in their goals, and looking to improve. Uh, Economy, society, and and our well-being, um, uh, and hopefully with this program, as Jean Michel was saying, will give them at least for young entrepreneurs. They usually don't have all the tools to develop a business or or start a business. So we we will give them the basic tools uh, to uh, uh, to start on their venture adventure. And hopefully, open their eyes to some things to validate their business or their idea. Sometimes we often fall into the trap of loving our idea or loving our technology, and, and that can't be the end in itself. What what you both describe is actually selling this, getting customers, having an impact, solving a real problem. 
Absolutely, and if I can comment on this, as Jean-Michel uh, alluded to, when I graduated from, uh, from engineering, I didn't know what was a business plan, I, I didn't know uh, how to develop a, uh, a strategic uh, uh, marketing and sales plan, or how to pitch to an investor. And you're absolutely right, we think if we find a, or if we develop the technology, it's gonna sell itself, but it's never the case. People are looking for solutions, so hopefully this program or the other programs that the university is providing will, will allow uh, the students with those ideas to validate their ideas and to be able to uh, allow them to go and find answers where they need answers. It's not gonna make them a, a marketing specialist or, or a sales specialist, but it will give them at least the tools to be able to find answers. Now, the help that both of you, Jean-Michel and Simon, has given us, has given, given us over the last two years has been tremendous. It's your support for the program, but it's also the fact that we've worked together, you've been there, you, you, you've, you've put in some time, you challenged us, you made sure that we were literally aligning with the real problems and the solutions and all that. Why do you feel that it's important to give back in this manner to invest in the next generation of entrepreneurs? Job check. Uh, I guess it's a circle of life. You know, you want to you want to make sure other people have the opportunities of doing. You also look back and realize, um, you know, what it could have been. You know, like I, I remember spending so much time in university with the pressure of just trying to make something work. You know, like you grow up and you know, like you have homework assignments, you have exams, and my job is just to figure out if uh, if I can solve the problem. And then at some point you realize, like, man, like what if your job in life is actually make something that people need, right? That's and I'm like, if we can bring that earlier into the life cycle of, of how people learn, like whether even in primary school, right? Just learning about doing that. So I think that's why uh, I think I was just really keen about making sure that we, we, we have an influence on how universities run. I think I've challenged you guys in a bunch of different ways. Of he getting, does. Get, getting outside of your boxes of, of like, how do we, like how do we teach, right? So I'm, I'm really passionate about teaching, uh, mostly because I think that's kind of the most valuable thing we have on this planet right now, and I want to, I'm just here to be the challenger for, for you guys to make sure you're on your toes. So that's one here. Merci, Jean-Michel. Simon? I echo what Jean-Michel said. Uh, um, and I'd like to add that it's also uh, uh, rewarding to be part of a, a successful uh, journey or to see those young entrepreneurs succeed at what they're doing and knowing that we had a small, small part to do with that. So, so it's rewarding. Yeah. And I think you've made it very worthwhile by building a great team. You know, I think, what, two, three years ago, you know, when you made the pitch to us, it's kind of like when a startup makes a pitch to you, you're like, this is a great idea, let's see it happen. So, I mean, congrats for actually pulling your team together. We've got a great team with Kyle and Media and the whole support team. Well, that honestly has brought my confidence up that you can pull this off, so. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, you've, you've, you've supported a lot of companies, and what would be, and you would be providing a lot of advice for the company. In, in the program, what would be your top words of advice for students interested in building a successful startup? That's a great question. I mean, how do you sort of distill that advice over the years that I've given to, to so many startups as I've worked through incubators with Art Rio, my partner? But I had a great conversation actually with Julia Elvish just, just now talking about, you know, who is your customer? Really understand who the customer is. Um, I think it's so important. It's such a basic question, but who are you selling to? 
Um, so we were just speaking about that. But also I think the team, we touched on that quite a bit uh, through some of the points you were making. I think assembling the right team. Um, and it's not just going to be a group of engineers. You're going to need to reach out to the folks from the business faculties, from marketing, from arts, to really pull so, Social together. sciences. Social sciences, right? So, you know, we need everybody at the table. So I think having a good team, I often say to startups, particularly when it's you know, a team of maybe one or two engineers, you know, who's got business acumen here? Who are you going to bring to the table on that front? Who's going to bring that content together? You know, who are going to, who are, who's going to write this stuff? Um, so you need a really strong team. And so hopefully, you know, through this program, we're really going to instill bringing the right players together. And then finally, smart money. I mean, you can get money that you want to get. And if you're going to get further investment, look for money that is going to help catapult you to the next level. I think that's really important. Thank you very much. And I really want to thank all of you for being here, for supporting the program, for being such terrific partners, and thank you on behalf of the students who will be in the program, and on behalf of everybody at the faculty of the university, thank you very much. So, I would like to invite media to come back on stage to introduce the first cohort who, are, who will be participating in Maker Launch. So it's my pleasure to welcome the first startup in, in Maker Launch program, and the first startup is Neubuch. Hi everyone. Uh, my name is Robert and I'm the co-founder of Neuboot. Have you ever tried to go and check out on an e-commerce website and gotten an error message? What did you do? Did you leave the website and go to a competitor to finish the transaction from there? Well, this is the reality that many e-commerce companies face. And these errors result in lost sales and lost customers. Well, we're Neuboot and we help e-commerce companies detect critical e-commerce errors on their website before their customers do. We track checkout, add to cart, and pricing errors and notify e-commerce managers instantly when these errors occur. Out of these errors that we've sent so far, 100% of them have been actioned the same day, showing the urgency of this problem. And what makes us unique is we're focusing on the e-commerce manager and making their life easier, whereas our competitors are most so focused on our, the, the development shops that e-commerce companies work with. We make money by charging a monthly subscription fee to our software platform, and this translates into a pretty sizable market opportunity of $5 billion, with over 4 million merchants in the world. We are a strong team of five. We've completed the LSPARC program. We're part of the Invest Auto Accelerator program, and we're really excited to get started with the Maker Launch program. Thank you so much to all the funders, to the University of Ottawa for continuing to support our growth. We completed the Startup Garage program. Thanks, Kathleen. And uh, we, can't ready to get, we can't wait to get started, and we're, we're really looking forward to it. So the second startup is Wander. So my name is Ismail, and I work over at Wander with my awesome team of eight over there. Ford decided not to show up, but it's all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I started working on it a little less than two years ago uh, with my best friend, Ali, that I've known since grade nine high school. And so uh, we're both really, really into nice, clean, uh, user interface design and beautiful travel photos and just traveling in general. Uh, so we decided to try our hand at the travel tech industry uh, with a mobile app. And so a pretty basic digital scratch map quickly turned into a, a travel buddy matchmaking system uh, that connects travelers locally. Uh, and we paired that with a collection of cool travel activities, uh, tours and experiences uh, that can be booked through the app. So in essence, it's a social network for travelers where you can also book cool things to do uh, around the world. 
Uh, like right now, we could go on a scooter tour in Rome, uh, experience a wine tasting in Barcelona, take a drawing workshop in Amsterdam, and a bunch of other really cool stuff. Um, and so right now, we're at 15,000 users that spread across uh, 14 cities. Uh, and we've had around 1,300 uh, experience bookings. Um, and so yeah, it's all thanks to our amazing team of eight, um, of which only four showed up. Um, but uh, yeah, we work out of a small two-bedroom apartment with a massive 10-foot table, a place to right in the middle of the apartment that we got at an auction to save money. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just a blast. We all work around that table, kind of Silicon Valley style. If you've watched the show, then you'll get the reference. Uh, but it's just a blast. Um, and so yeah, I just wanted to say a massive thanks to all the donors, the coaches, um, Professor Hanan Anis and Nvidia uh, for having us be part of the program. We're super, super excited to get started, so uh, thank you guys so much. And our third and final startup and maker launch is GameStar. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Tanja Chaya. Uh, I'm a former football player, a software engineer, and a CEO and co-founder of GameStrat. Um, and the way this company started was actually during my time playing football here where my coach uh, had a problem where he wanted to have access to video during the game so that he could make in-game adjustments and essentially put our team in a better position to win. And at the time, I was going to my final year of software engineering and I wasn't even thinking from a business perspective. I literally just wanted to give our team an advantage and created a product, or yeah, created an application and it worked really well for us. We realized that every other team in the country and in the US for football had the same needs and same challenges. And that's kind of how we started. The first program that we did was the Start Garage program. And that worked, that's kind of what really accelerated like, okay, this can actually be a real business. And then um, now we're working with over 100 teams across North America. We started on football, uh, we just jumped into hockey. Uh, sorry, we jumped into basketball second now, we just jumped into hockey now. Um, and yeah, pretty excited with growth. Uh, we're a team of five, I'm the only one here today, but <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, I'm pretty, really excited for this program to be honest. Uh, we've been bootstrapped the whole time, haven't really raised much investment, so this is kind of a pretty big investment, I'd say, for what we've done so far, and I'm yeah, pretty excited. And thank you to everyone. We'll begin our discussion today with Media Sheikh Hassan, who's the Maker Launch Program Manager. Media has a background that makes her a perfect fit, and she's an award-winning young two-time U Ottawa alumni, and she's an award-winning social entrepreneur. She's been involved in the Faculty of Engineering Center for Entrepreneurship and Engineering Design since her very arrival here in the faculty. Welcome, Media. Thank you. It's really great to have you with us again uh, in the podcast. I recently had very interesting chats with a few of the Maker Launch's first cohort of entrepreneurs, and we'd appreciate getting your own insight on what the teams can expect and what you're hoping they will get from the program. So being an entrepreneur yourself, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked them. Did you know what you were getting into when you started? I absolutely had no idea. Um, when I started, I just had a vision and a goal, and I thought I had the skills to make that dream come true. Uh, little I knew that you really need an entire army to help you and support you, uh, you know, to build something. But you also do not know what you do not know most of the time, uh, which is good because you think outside the box all this time. And then every time you meet others, they start kind of building that box around you that will help you really shape the vision you have. And you found people. Well, we already discussed that in the very first podcast mm -hmm. when you said the mentors, the coaches were super important for you. Absolutely. I found amazing mentors who have helped me really move to the next stage and be able to have a lot more focused vision and push me to, to my potential. 
So how long have you been thinking about the Maker Launch program and participating in those discussions? This is not something that just appeared out of thin air. No, it's <laughs> for almost one year now I have been thinking about this program and what we can do to really um, help the first cohort, but also establish something that builds in the growing entrepreneurial ecosystem at the university and in the city as well. So what are your hopes for the program after giving it a lot of thought mm-hmm. and Everybody did a lot of benchmarking, looking at the other programs elsewhere. There are some things that are similar, some things that are different. What's your hopes for that the program can, can achieve? I look at Make a Launch program as being a startup on its own, which means that we probably do not have everything figured out yet. But it will be a very dynamic, moving and evolving program that will be customized with the need of the startups. Our goal is to really help them grow to their next stage and be able to accomplish so much more. So we need to always think of ways to help them and try to collect as many resources as possible to help them get to that next step. Now we've already um, seen who the founders are, very experienced people. Uh, you're, you are currently looking at coaches also and mentors. So you're looking same type of people, very experienced. I, I imagine entrepreneurs can, who can talk from personal experience. Yeah, absolutely. So I think all the startups really need lots of help and support from both technical aspect but also the business aspect. Uh, but we try to connect them with other mentors from different industries to help challenge their thinking and to help kind of push them to expand and to think new possible avenues and potential pivot in the future mm. and to really include a lot of things that they have not thought about yet. So it's going to be definitely a more holistic approach to mentorship so it's not just um, you know, best fit model, but rather than you get a whole package of mentorship and support throughout the nine months program. What are they going to go through in the next few months in that program? How do you see that? So they will definitely be pushed to um, reach their maximum potential. Uh, They will be pushed to think of way to grow exponentially and try to really dominate the market and the industry they're in. It's an acceleration phase. It's definitely an acceleration acceleration phase. a big part of it is that they have to always keep thinking about milestones throughout the entire nine months program, but they will always be challenged to even achieve a lot more than what they set themselves to initially. Mm. Uh, so it's going to definitely be a very dynamic moving program with lots of moving pieces all the time, lots of support based on what they need, but also based on the feedback that we will get from the entire founding partners and the mentors that we will have in the program. So there's some, there's some, fixed structure in there like when you talk about getting feedback from the founder founders in addition to the coach and the mentors there are moments during those nine months where they need to present and show where they're they what they've accomplished and get in a more formal setting a little bit to be able to present and be challenged back right absolutely throughout the nine months program there are six scheduled milestone meetings where they get to present what they have accomplished over the past six weeks uh, to the panel of the founding partners and some of the coaches and they'll be able to get critical feedback from all of them which will allow them to really access different mind, different pool of talents but also a huge network of, of support that they can get so they can really move to the next step. What are your expectations for the teams? My expectation for the teams is that they will have advanced a lot more in the com- commercialization aspect and that they would have thought of ways to expand the market, the client bases, but also grow as a team and become a lot more focused in what they want to accomplish over the upcoming years. So 
Media, you spoke about what the program will be like, the, the, the calendar, the meetings with the founders, the coaching, the mentorship. What type, what type of concrete support are they also getting out of participating in the program? Uh, the program is really built to enable a growth atmosphere through different benefits they will get access to. Uh, and one of them is actually the milestone meetings where they get to present to the founding partners and the coaches and they'll be able to get feedback from them. Uh, but they also get access to technical and business support if needed and whenever they want. So that means coaches and advisors who come from different industries with different experiences. Uh, they'll also be getting $50,000 as a grant to help them really um, kickstart new ideas or be able to use that money to help them grow. Um, they'll also access a co-working spaces in the entrepreneurship hub. And this is a definitely an interesting opportunity for them because they'll be able to network and talk to other entrepreneurs who are based in the e-hub, which will allow them to really exchange ideas, things of way to collaborate in that community and build that co-working space atmosphere that will enable them all to thrive uh, together and really support each other. That's very valuable. And you mentioned the, the funding, and that's actually tied to the meeting the milestones along the way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the funding will be a milestone basis. Uh, so they will be kind of pushed and challenged to achieve these milestones. And in return, they'll be able to access a specific amount of funding throughout the nine months program. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So I'm sitting with Ismail Benbarek and Ali Kazal from Wander to talk about their startup. Welcome, uh, Ismail. Thank you so much for having us. And welcome, Ali. Hi, how are you? Not too bad. So I hope you guys are doing good too. But what really interests me is to find out what got you onto this specific project. What was the initiator and what piqued your interest? Honestly, um, like I mentioned at the, uh, the Maker Launch presentation yesterday, um, it was just me coming together with Ali mm -hmm. and someone that I'm extremely comfortable with. Oh, I've known him since grade nine high school and just us um, literally deciding that we were going to start a business without an idea. Like we didn't think, okay, there's this problem that we have to solve. Okay, let's start a business. No, we just thought okay, it'd be fun to start, uh, to start something. And, uh, and then we started looking at, uh, you know, interests that we shared, interests that we had in common. And, and some of those were, you know, beautiful user interface design and um, beautiful travel photos and just traveling in general, all that kind of stuff. So a travel app sounded like something that fit that criteria. Um, so yeah, what do, you, what do you think? What went to your mind when he asked you, let's start, when he told you, let's start a company? Well, whenever someone asks me anything, my, my answer is always, I'm down, like, okay. let's do it. <laughs> so when he said, let's do something, I was like, oh, there's not, no one better that I want to do something with, right? Okay. And yeah, like he said. So like, your partnership is at the core of this? Yeah. Oh, Actually, okay. our friendship is the core of this. Okay. We have the exact same routine. Okay. Like, since, since we were younger until now, we played soccer, you know, we liked going to the gym. It's always together, right? And so when he said, let's do, let's do, um, uh, I don't want to, he told me that he doesn't want to work as an engineer his whole life and that he wants to start something. And I was like, I really felt the same way because at the time I was working as a programmer, right? And so I'm like, let's do it. And we both love travel. We've been to many places. Um, uh, and obviously the tech industry is booming. So mm -hmm. it just made sense for us to go into travel. So that's why we picked it. Did you have a, a good understanding what the challenges were going to be when you got into this absolutely not okay. and that was that was um it's thanks to that 
that at being so naive that we've even made it this far? I swear, so if you knew known know, more, you would have hesitated. No, I would have stopped a while ago. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, I would have Thanks, it's nice meeting you. Yeah. And that's nice <laughs> I'm going to go and where I can exactly. get paid for my job. Oh, yeah. And we weren't spent, like, and that, that applies to every aspect product, marketing. We knew the sales, everything. We didn't know anything. And all. But now I'm happy to say that we're like, we're, we're pretty good at mobile development. We're pretty good at, like, launching a really solid Facebook ad. We're pretty good at sales. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, just being naive at the beginning, thanks to that. It's, it's all thanks to that that we're even coming and this far. And we have like that stubbornness mentality where we feel like we're being challenged, so we have to win no matter what. It's not stubbornness, it's perseverance. Per- yeah, you it, can say it that. It sounds more word. positive. Exactly. It's a nicer word. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, you know what, screw this. We're going to get this stuff done no matter what. And yeah, we just went through it. <laughs> How did you bring more people around you and why? Honestly, like as soon as they see how we interact with each other, and the dream, you sell them the dream, right? It's, if you want someone to work with you and work well, you don't sell them the money or the benefit, you sell them a dream. Mm-hmm. What can possibly happen? So they see how we see it and they how passionate we are. And, uh, and most people that are kind of the same mentality would be really down there, that's, uh, that attracts them. Yeah. And so that's honestly our, our key component. Yeah. I'd say that like half the people, half the people that we hired, um, we didn't seek out, uh, they reached out to us. Um, How did they hear about you? Did they know you? Or? Uh, so, uh, for example, Chelsea, uh, our blogger, and she also helped us with market research. Um, she saw one of our Instagram ads, okay. and she just decided to call. She literally <laughs> called, and she said that she was like she thought it was a cool idea, and she was super interested. Um, and then, so yeah, we had that conversation. She sounded super passionate, but we didn't reconnect. And then one day. We were having a work session at uh, Second Cup. On Bank. Yeah, on Bank Street. It was four of us. Um, and uh, we were working and we were kind of being a little loud. Um, it, was a, it was a serious meeting. And, uh, and there was this girl sitting over there, <laughs> uh, sitting to the side, uh, kind of close by. And she kind of, I guess she could hear us. And so she turned around and she got up. She was like, are you guys from Wander? And it was her. It was Chelsea that I had spoken on the phone. We were freaking out. We got recognized our first time getting recognized <laughs> anywhere. Like, Mom, we're famous. Look at this. <laughs> Sounds like a TV episode. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. so, uh, and so we invited her. Literally, at that moment, we invited her to come work with us. <laughs> and so she sat down with us, and we, we ended up doing a full work session together. <laughs> and uh, shortly after that, reconnected. And then after that, I mean, the, yeah. the rest is history. Any regrets? Would you do things? You, you spoke about positive aspect of not knowing what you were getting into yeah. would you have wanted to know would you have would it help you today if you were restarting um that's a tough question oh my god uh i actually never thought of that no because if i knew if i knew if i regretted something right it would have it would have not like it would have not have brought me to where i am right now right if i knew exactly how it was going to go down right i would have uh out of neglected a lot of stuff I would have been a lot more stressful yeah. a lot more worried so ignorance is bliss <laughs> in this case yeah, yeah going through it for the first time of course and then hopefully the next time you do this it, might it will be you'll know more but you'll also know how to get through it better exactly yeah. you will have yeah. the experience to backing yeah. you up like yeah. once you go through the first time you're yeah. set I guess and we made uh, we made a lot of mistakes like monumental mistakes oh my god and that's how we learned <laughs> yeah like 
and and those those are the best learning lessons when you make a huge mistake. do you share them with the other people in the team always, when you feel a mistake yeah always we sit around uh we all sit around and we talk about what happened even though sometimes it's really embarrassing something really bad i don't want to talk about it. no no i'm not asking <laughs> no no of course no <laughs> i don't want remembering it right now you know i'm just remembering all the stupid but stuff. you do share it with the team oh, of course oh, we have yeah. to yeah, or or else no one would learn from other person's mistake. They would make the same mistake if we don't share it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's one thing that we're we were inherently good at uh, once entering this was um, uh, immediately coming up with a plan of action. Um, we're really good at just okay, something bad happens. We sit down and we right there, right then and there, um, list out a, a big plan of action um, to rectify the situation or just you know a new uh, process going forward. That's, I think that that's the one thing that we were good at from the start. Thank God. And design. Yeah, yeah and design. For, for some reason. <laughs> Have there been important people outside of your team who helped out? Oh, yeah. Um, so, Paul, Paul Valley, yeah. uh, he's the CEO of Pythian. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he single-handedly changed how we looked at acquiring our users. Okay. Um, and he gave us a lot of more, a lot of hope. And early on was... Uh, Destinables, this this company that also a startup, a uh, really great startup. We talk to them and um, there we like people that are, give us uh, a cut through answer. Someone who gives us straight, mm -hmm. they don't sugarcoat it, right? And that's exactly what they did. They didn't sugarcoat anything and they gave us right away. Like this is this is bad, this is garbage, this is good. And we looked at them. At first we were hurt, and then when we went back home, we're like, you know what? They're right. They actually know what they're talking about. So those two people are amazing. Also, not to mention uh, Hoja. Hoja. Hoja, yeah. Hoja, 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 Hoja was at the event yesterday. Yes. Yeah. We had met him actually like two years ago. Right. And, and he, he really helped us. Yeah, he really so helped those us people too. are important to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Ismail and Ali, thank you very much for taking a few minutes to talk about your thank company. You. And thank I wish you, you all the best and good luck and hope you get all the support you need to go forward. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. All right. Really appreciate thank it. you, guys. So I'm now joined by the team from Noibu. So with me in the in the room right now are Robert Bukin. Welcome, Robert. Welcome, thank you. Kalen Noivo. Welcome, Kalen. Thanks for having me. And Philip Slatinek. Welcome, you. Philip. So you guys had a chance to, to pitch, uh, to describe the company yesterday. What I'm really intrigued about are a couple of things. What piqued your interest? Not for the project itself, but to start this project. What why entrepreneurship? Why start a company? Didn't you have other stuff to do? For sure. I can speak for myself. Uh, it started at a very young age. Okay. I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, Kaylin and I, for example, when we were in university, we started dabbling with entrepreneurship. We started a child cybersecurity app. Um, we got some early users. We were even on Rogers TV, so that gave us some good exposures. So that was our first kind of dive into entrepreneurship and we knew that it was for us. We ended up finishing our bachelor degrees and uh, going to work for a little bit, but mm -hmm. we were always brainstorming ideas back and forth. We did some real, real estate investing together um, and we're always extremely entrepreneurial. Um, so one day we were strategizing over the phone while we were both at work and we said, we got to do it. We just got to quit our jobs and go for it and figure it out. Um, and then we did. You, did you have the idea for the company yet? We did. Okay. We did have an idea. The original idea was a uh, real estate platform to sell homes to foreign buyers. We qu quickly pivoted into 3D and VR of retail. And now we're actually doing a completely different product. 
Uh, it's a, a, an error logging product for e-commerce companies. And along the way, we met Philip. Um, what, during what, what, what went through your mind, Philip? When I met these guys? Yeah. Uh, that uh, they were pretty crazy. Um, I, I knew the... They look calm. They, they look, look cal calm. Yes. <laughs> but uh, calm uh, and then uh, but, but behind the surface... There's a, a lot of crazy, a lot of craziness going on, but I met these two guys, uh, Star Garage, last year, mm -hmm. and then we became friends through the program. And unfortunately, the startup that I was working on at the time, uh, we decided to part ways, and uh, we joined forces, and now here we are, almost a year later, with uh, with a brand new product, with a brand new product, a brand new idea, and mm -hmm. a, a whole lot of energy. Yeah. So. He called you and he said, "Let's uh, called you, Kaylin, and said, let's quit our job, let's start the company? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's <laughs> we went back and forth, obviously, for a long time, so just kind of to reiterate what Rob was talking about. Um, so yeah, we, we'd worked on projects together in, in, uh, in university. We've been friends since uh, kind of early high school, um, so we got to, uh, to go to university together, work on a lot of different projects, whether it's school or, or personal projects, mm -hmm. and we knew once we, once we graduated, uh, we were working for a bit really just to kind of uh, make some real estate investments, which uh, Rob, Rob talked about. So we built a portfolio together, which was mm -hmm. some other experiences. Uh, it's it's kind of, you have to run it like a business. You have, you have uh, your income, you have your expenses, you have profit loss, you have customer churn. So you have kind of a lot of the same metrics that you have in a, in a business now. So that kind of gave us a foundation, uh, not only financially, but from a knowledge standpoint to, to progress into the natural uh, next natural stage, which was to build a company. Mm. So yeah, so we, we would call each other uh, a lot and, and, and talk about different ideas and say, hey, look, we think there's a gap in the market here. Um, so there was, a, there was definitely a uh, planning the escape from the inside. Uh, for a few months and really trying to understand, okay, how are we going to break out of uh, pr prison? Or no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how are we going to break out and, and, and basically of a, of a more controlled environment? Exactly. Yes, exactly. yes, yes, yes. We had we had great uh, great careers and, and a lot of respect for the institutions we worked for. But at the end of the day, we want to build our own uh, our own institution. Did you know what you were getting into in terms of entrepreneurship? Uh, uh, because you said you've been an entrepreneur yeah. for a long time, but the actual real. Ch daily challenges did you did you have a good grasp of it absolutely not okay. we we were i want to say naive um up until that portion of our lives we haven't had many failures per se and you know when you dive into the entrepreneurship um not everything goes the way you plan it mm -hmm. so we kind of had this framework where you know okay let's quit our jobs we're going to figure it out mm -hmm. and in hindsight I don't think that's the best decision, but what, what I will say is we've learned a lot and we've come a long way and the fact that we're still alive two years down the line, we're equipped with the knowledge to, to build a successful company mm -hmm. and, and uh, I, I have no regrets doing that. But to answer your question, definitely um, you know, we thought we knew what we were doing, but we've learned quite a bit over the past two years and uh, well, we're excited to be here. Did you approach them, Philip, or did they approach you? How, the, how it all started is I was looking at Robert and Kaylin as they were doing Startup Garage and they seemed to have mm -hmm. a lot more traction than we did at the okay. time. And I wanted to figure out what they were doing that we could incorporate in our startup at mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And I asked for feedback mm -hmm. from Robert and Robert said, okay, let's go for coffee. And we met, we discussed, we we. We threw, uh, we bounced ideas back and forth, and then we we saw that there was a there was a good dynamics that we that we thought very well together. And uh, to answer your question, I guess it was 
I approached Robert, and then Robert approached me again a few weeks later with the, the process. And I assume Robert talked to Kayla. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. A lot of phone calls. Absolutely. Yeah. I, as soon as I met Philip, um, you know, I, I learned that his startup uh, was taking a bit of a different direction. So I called Kaylin immediately and I said, look, we got to hop on. Philip uh, Philip is a great founder. Mm. Uh, he excels academically. He, he has that willingness to learn and he's a true founder that's going to be in it for five, seven years. And uh, Kaylin agreed right away. We met with Philip for a coffee and we got it done over that meeting. The connection and chemistry was instant. Yeah. Is Be it just the three of you right now or are there more people around you? So we, um, right now we're actually, so we're full, four full time. We cycle between four and five. Okay. Um, so we have four uh, full time employees. Everyone's on salary and then we have a fifth person that usually comes in uh, as a co-op. Okay. So right now we just cycled out a co-op mm-hmm. at the beginning of the month and we're cycling another one in. Yeah, that's very cool yeah. to be able to use the co-op student. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's we had a really good uh, we had a really good experience with the uh, engineering co-op program. Uh, Rizvi was an excellent addition, and he's built core components of our, our product. And uh, we recommend to anyone who's looking to, to to bring on a co-op to definitely consider doing so. Have there people outside the company who've been important to you? Absolutely. Um, so we, we did a program. Uh, we've done a few programs. So we've done yeah. the Invest Ottawa Accelerator program. Okay. Um, but I, I could say we also have a, a few uh, a few investors, and they've been great in terms mm-hmm. of, of bringing uh, that knowledge. And obviously, the funding is great, but also bringing that uh, that experience. A lot of them are entrepreneurs themselves. Yeah. They've uh, built companies, sold companies. So being able to kind of call them, uh, message them, whether it's for technical or for sales and marketing. Um, it, it's been huge. So there's. Do they a, push you? Do they challenge you? Yeah, uh, for sure. The best thing they can always do is just ask questions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not that kind of traditional like you sit down and they're telling you what to do. It's mm-hmm. not, you ask them uh, questions and basically they tell you and they challenge you to to improve yourself, work harder, work faster, work smarter. And uh, at the end of the day, really, uh, we're, we're blessed to have such like great advisors, great uh, mentors, and, and great investors. And where are you based right now? The we are based. Oh, we, what do you mean where we work? Physically, yeah, where you we're working off the e hub. You're working in the e hub right now. Okay. Yeah. So that provides you some. You can talk to the people in the other companies around, I guess. Is Absolutely. That, is that an interesting dynamic? Is that Being around, around other companies is, is amazing because we get to, to see what they're going through and learn from them, and they get to learn from us. And yeah. the conversations are always always fruitful. Because I guess some of the challenges are similar. Absolutely. And, right? We're all in the same, in the same boat. And right. the people around the e hub, Kathleen, Meet Media, Dr. Hanani, Stephen Days, they're all extremely helpful to the whole networking aspect of it as well. Yep. Well, thank you very much for taking a few minutes out of the day today to sit down and talk and record this. I really appreciate Robert, Kalen, and uh, Philip. Thank you very much. Thank you. I thank really you. appreciate it. I wish you good luck. Thank you. Hope everything goes fine. Hope you feel the pressure too. Absolutely. Because the point of the accelerator is to take it at another level. So. Good luck. Thank Thank you you very much. All right. For the next conversation, I'm sitting down with Tan Chakaya, who is the person behind GameStrat, which is the another one of the startup companies, part of MakerLaunch. So Tunch is an alumni from Software Engineering in 2015, and he was in the Engineering Management Program and graduated in 2017. Welcome, Tunch. Thanks for having me. So, but what I'm curious about now is what got you started? What, how did you identify this as a potential project? What piqued your interest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a kind of a long journey. So it originally started back in when I, when I was in software engineering in my undergrad. 
and I was going into my fourth year, final year, where we all have a capstone project, and I always wanted to kind of mix software engineering and sports, specifically with football. So going into that fourth year during the summer, I was just always hanging around the football offices with the coaches, seeing whether what software they were using, just asking a lot of questions. And, and eventually we found out there was a recent rule change in that 2014 year which allowed for um, still photos and videos to be used during the game. So, and I kind of started asking around and I knew that the NFL had just started using it the year before. And my head coach at the time, he was actually, the way he tried to accomplish this was that he threw someone up in the press box and started text messaging and emailing to be able to accomplish this. And I was like, okay, this is a, I, could, I think I could build something better than that. <laughs> I think I could, you know, make it a, a lot more usable and, and uh, you know, advance and actually give more value than the way he was trying to accomplish and obviously you can imagine there was a lot of problems with the way he was doing it and then it was really kind of that summer I even took um, an entrepreneurial course as one of my electives which was uh, with one of the professors Stephen Days and it was kind of it's a very fun basic course but it's kind of got me thinking in an entrepreneurial way where okay this is if you can build a product but you have to also there has to be a business behind it there has to be actual interest you have to validate that go out talk to potential customers and and learn from them so it's kind of throughout that year of doing my capstone project i was always thinking that entrepreneurial mindset based on what i learned and did a bunch of market research and i remember i think uh, that not the tipping point but the time where i heard about a program called start garage and I was like, okay, I, I should apply for this, but I really hadn't done much validation. I just, I knew it w would be valuable to our team and all that stuff. And so I reached out to every uh, coach in the country and they all kind of responded back to me with, yes, we would want that. And yes, we'd be willing to pay for that. So it's kind of, I think that's what really got me realizing, okay, there's actually an opportunity here. And we got accepted into the Startup Garage program in the summer of 2015. And that's kind of when we started building out our product and got it going. So it's kind of at the juncture of, your passion for the sport and your expertise, your technical expertise, you were developing and looking at the issues and exactly. came up with the idea. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of just right place, right time, but also luckily, who knows if I had come across it a year after my capstone project, maybe it wouldn't have worked, you never know. Does like, that provide <laughs> the opportunity for you to start exactly. working on it? Okay. Yeah. But did you know what you were getting into? I mean, there's a big step yeah. between the Capstone project and <laughs> yeah, yeah. actually running the company. Right? Yeah, yeah, not even, not even close. And I feel like it's been, we've kind of went through a good progression because we've always, we've, we dove into it a little slow because we were always, we were always in school while we were still doing it. And uh, yeah, we did not have a, nearly an idea of how much work it would take on the product side, on the marketing, the sales, uh, everything, to hiring people you know, just scaling the business with everything you can imagine. And yeah, it's still to this day, we st we still don't know what we're in for, to be honest. We're, we're not even close to being where we want to be, but there's, yeah, if I probably, and this, I hear this all, I've heard this all the time from other people, but if, if we had probably known how much work, who knows if we would have actually done it? Cause it's like, okay, would it, are we, you know, then you never really want to assume that it's going to take that long, but in reality, it takes a lot longer than you expect. When GameStrat was still your capstone project, was it, a solo project or was it a team project already? Yeah, yeah it was a team project. There was four of us at the time. Okay. Uh, and then when we got into Startup Garage, uh, it went down to three. Okay. And then from there, uh, a year after, we went down to two main co-founders. So my main 
co-founder is Elijah, uh, and he's yeah he was with me there, and he's we're still so he's together. with you since the beginning. Yeah, 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 he's there. He's our main tech guy, main developer, and okay. I kind of do the more business side of things now. How many people are working with Gamestrat now? Now we're up to five. And how did you find these three other people? Uh, it was a, was that difficult? It was it was and it wasn't because ours is such a niche field where uh, one the, our first hire was technically one of my former teammates who was. Uh, who studied business here, and okay. so he kind of had the. He already when you had, say teammate, you mean like uh, football, football teammate? Yeah, football teammate. Okay. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I played football with him, and and we kind of finished in the same year. And, okay. Uh, he jumped on board there, so he was actually part time for for a long time, and then we were actually only able to get him full time this January. So we kind of brought on everyone full time uh, this January, and and then uh, the other person was actually uh, a former teammate of mine from way back in Pee Wee football, and then he actually went to Carleton University and he was the video coordinator there. So he, not only did he use our product, uh, so he saw it, he was actually the one running it for Carleton University's team. And then he actually, um, you know, he had the industry knowledge, the domain knowledge, technical, a little bit technical on the product side. So it seemed like a perfect hire and yeah, it's turned out pretty well. But you have a growing team. Mm -hmm. You're a software engineering graduate. Were you ready to manage the team? Or is that something you're learning? Still learning right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely managing people, hiring people, definitely what to look for in different types of positions. And I mean, it's tough when you're a, a struggling startup. You can't, obviously you can't hire the best people in the world. You, you always, it's tough to find that right balance of, okay, we need to find who someone who fits the role, but also someone that, you know, based on what we can give them salary-wise, sometimes it might not mm -hmm. be as competitive as some of the other bigger companies. So they want, they want to be part of the adventure. Exactly, yeah. Part I, of the, yeah, I feel like they have to be passionate about n not necessarily maybe the mission or the mm -hmm. vision, but just the industry and yeah. everything that goes along with the company. Is there anything you do differently? Knowing what you do now? When you start the next company. Yeah. Okay, yeah. When you yeah. sell <laughs> off GameStrat and, or you exit or it's gone so big that you retire, mm -hmm. what would you do different the next time you launch a, a startup? Is there anything you do differently? Yeah, there's probably a lot, to be honest. It's more just the, the toughest thing with being a first-time, I guess, founder is that you are You don't know, you pretty much don't know anything. And you whether, even with a software engineering degree, we really don't know anything about building a product. Yeah. I mean, we know the basics, mm -hmm. but like we don't know best practices. We don't know how to grow a team, how to manage a team. Um, but then even just everything on the sales and marketing side, there's no textbook to kind of help prepare us. How did you find <laughs> out? Has, has there been people who've been helping you? Yeah, there, there has been a lot of support, but a lot of it is just experimenting. So it's just trying something and seeing if it works. Uh, there has been a lot of a lot of support from the university, obviously, and, and even with uh, Invest Ottawa here in the city. So a lot of mentors, um, but even at the end of the day, unless someone has built your business specifically, mm -hmm. it's really tough to know what the perfect thing to do is so it's a lot of experimentation trying something traveling talking to people and it's a lot of yeah a lot of experimenting <laughs> well touch touch thank you very much for the discussion i hope the program is helpful to you and i wish you the best of luck perfect yeah thanks so much i'm excited before we finish i'd like to thank you the listeners for joining us for today's discussion if you have comments or questions, please email us at genie.engineering at uottawa.ca. That's G-E-N-I-E dot engineering at uottawa.ca. Or visit us at our faculty webpage, engineering.uottawa.ca. 
I also want to thank everyone who contributed to the writing, production, and editing of this podcast, including Francis Bertrand Lafrenière, Valérie Sanson, and Carl Borns. Salut à vous tous. See you next time. To own the future, we need to do more than just see it. We need to make it.